You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Sports Yak. He's really focused in his swing, and, and this is something for you to watch if you watch a Cubs spring training game. He's a right-handed hitter. Okay. So his right elbow, he is really trying to keep it right next to his rib cage as he goes through the swing because that allows him, first of all, it keeps his power, keeps his arms back, and keeps his power into the swing, and it also helps him direct the ball where he wants to hit it. Okay. So you'll hear, you'll see in batting practice, players work on trying to hit the ball back up the middle. Because obviously different situations in a game call for you to hit the ball different places. And he really takes a lot of pride in his ability to do that. And when he looked at video of him last year, he saw his back elbow because of the weakness in his shoulder was going out, and that's why he lost some power. So he's really trying to keep that back elbow in against his wrist. And now, here we go, maniacs. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. That's good. And here we go underway with episode... 67. It's the Reggie McKenzie episode. Go on. Reggie McKenzie was an offensive lineman for the Buffalo Bills when O.J. Simpson was in the backfield. They called O.J. the juice, and his line was the electric company because they would turn on the juice. And so Reggie (laughs) McKenzie was part of the electric company 13 years in the NFL. Most of them spent blocking for the Buffalo Bills. Speaking of the electric company, did you watch that show? Yeah, I sure did. I enjoyed that show more than Sesame Street or Zoom. Probably because of your age. Maybe so. Yeah. I enjoyed when they'd go, pish, pistachio, pistachio. <laughs> Wasn't uh, Morgan Freeman on that show? He might have been. Yeah. Re- I believe Rita Moreno was on that show. There were some Spider-Man episodes. They would do, uh, you know, they'd put the bubble up above his head and you'd have to read it to, to see what he said. Boy, and you said Zoom. We're gonna zoom, zoom, zoom. Orange and red is that what I, is that uh, in my mind's eye? Or yellow and red shirts? Maybe yellow and red. I'm I'm yeah. not sure. Didn't they speak a lot of pig Latin? On that yes, show? they did. <laughs> Bobby, Robbie, Bobby, 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 yes. Bobby, Bobby. Oh boy, 
Wow. Opened up that closet of nostalgia. We Well, if you want nostalgia, you've come to the right place. We give you Oogalooga from Clutch Cargo. We give you Electric Company. We give you Zoom. And sometimes we actually talk sports. Hang on one second. Let's go down this pathway for just, just a brief, <laughs> brief moment. Well, we're off to a flying start today, kids, aren't we? Just a brief. I believe that's jazz flute. I'm sorry, this is like 80s or 90s Zoom. This is not the Zoom uh, I know. 76. This is really? Yeah, this is my Zoom, 76. I'm John. I'm Chuck. I'm Colin. <laughs> <laughs> now these children just annoy me. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. basketball let's come out of the gate with that okay where you want to start let's start in 4a and uh the game that you were really keeping an eye on last night penn and riley penn wins at 50 to 48 four kingsmen in double figures led by noah applegate with 13 but boy what a game for keegan hoskins the big fella had 12 and had a number of block shots as well penn size really seemed to be devil riley in this game but you were there what did you see I uh, told you earlier, I feel like Penn had a game plan coming into the uh, the game. I felt like Riley just, get out there, guys, and do what you do. And uh, it just didn't seem, I don't know, Penn wanted it. I always, that's I guess that's my filter of the common man sports watcher. Which team wants it more and uh, just goes after it and tries to, complete the play, and listen to their coach, and look for opportunities. Here's the difference in this game. As somebody who wasn't there, but just trying to analyze kind of what I heard and, and the rep- different reports I've heard from people at the game, Penn has a coach who's been coaching for 37 years in Al Rhodes, and Jared Drake is in his first year as the Riley head coach. Jared Drake may well wind up becoming a great head coach mm-hmm. but he's in his first year and so he's still kind of learning on the job and i have the feeling that that might have played a role in Penn moves on to play laporte on friday night and if anybody thinks oh Penn can put it in cruise control for the rest of the sectional mm-hmm. laporte's a pretty decent team and they've got some offensive weapons, and they're going to have to be reckoned with on Friday night. Don't be surprised if Kyle Benj's slicers give Penn all that they want in this game. Riley is done. Riley's done. Season's over. Season's over. Hmm. Ranked number 10 in the state, and they were one of, I believe, three top 10 teams in Class 4A that lost last night around the state. There, there were some surprising results around the state last night. Uh, And I'm not saying that Penn beating Riley was a surprise because that had happened in the regular season. 
But like in Class 4A, Homestead was ranked number 6. They lost. Cathedral was ranked number 8. They lost. And here's Riley, number 10. They're out. So first night of the tournament, three of the top 10 are eliminated. I'm looking forward to uh, Lutz and on Riley's team playing for Bethel. Uh, Gabe Johnson. I'm looking forward to seeing what those two do sure. together next season. No, that'll be that'll be interesting and fun to watch. The other game at Penn last night, Adams blows out Mishawaka 61-37. Not really that much different than it was in the regular season. Mishawaka just couldn't hit shots, and, and Adams more athletic than the Cavemen. So Adams now has clay on Friday night, and... Uh, most people would expect Penn and Adams to meet in the finals of that one. Over at Northside Gym, Jalen Reese with 17 for Warsaw and did a great job defensively shutting down Hank Smith, Elkhart Memorial's leading scorer. Warsaw jumped out to a 13-3 lead in that game and never looked back on the way to a 65-50 triumph. For Reese, a career-high 17 points in that game. Really played as you would expect a, a dominant big player to do. And so Warsaw takes on Elkhart Central on Friday night. Central really struggled this year in Barry Singray's first season. He only won five games. However, they took Warsaw to double overtime back in January. So that could be interesting. More games at Northside Gym tonight. You've got Concord with its outstanding big man, Michael Johnson, taking on Northridge. Northridge has been the hottest team in the area as of late. I believe they've won nine straight going into the game. And then the other game tonight has Plymouth and Goshen. They played just last Thursday, and Plymouth blew them out. But that was at Plymouth. How will things be at a neutral site? You are waiting to find out who wins tonight so you can find out what's happening on Friday night as the TV cameras get all warmed up for another broadcast. Yeah, we'll do the second semifinal at Elkhart. We just don't know for sure who's playing, although we expect it to be Northridge and Plymouth. 3A last night, I was over at Jimtown to watch Marion and St. Joe because we have kids who go to St. Joe. It's a rivalry my family cares about, so they all wanted to go to the game. And it was a close game at halftime, one-point ball game, and then Marion just turns on the intensity in the second half defensively. St. Joe hit one basket in the second half. The rest of their points all came at the foul line. And Marion wins going away uh, by 10. And so Coley Quinn and Jaden Ivey and Rob Berger's squad move on to the semifinals where they'll play John Glenn on Friday night. And the other games uh, coming up tonight at Jimtown, you've got South Bend, Washington taking on New Prairie and Culver Academy playing Jimtown. Jimtown, the host team, is 13-9 and going in, but they have to deal with the third-ranked team in Class 3A. If you live around here or you know of this area, you know that Penn High School is huge yeah my daughter graduated from there my my son is currently in that school program he'll work his way up i asked you this earlier this morning and i i'd like to hear it again so because there's not distraction this time i thought for a school as big as penn the student body turnout for last night's game was less than five percent oh yeah that Uh, wouldn't surprise me back in the 80s man that was that was the thing to do is we're going to the game tonight and Mm -hmm. supporting the team doesn't feel that way anymore not only at penn but other schools as well i i would agree i think there's more things pulling kids in different directions uh a lot of kids are working these days a lot of kids just feel a disconnect and the school doesn't engage them quite so much where they feel like their contribution of going to a game means all that much. 
Uh, and I think, especially at a place like Penn, where there's so many different cultures, let's say, mm-hmm. or, or cliques, um, I think if you're not part of the athletic culture, it doesn't mean anything to you. Right. That's too bad. Which, I mean, that's that's a tough job for school administrators, especially in a school that size, to make everybody feel like they're important. Mm-hmm. And to make everybody feel like, hey, if you show up in the stands, that means something. I I think most kids say, well, why? Yeah. I uh I ventured out to the barn for the first game of the season, and I thought both of those teams, their student bodies showing up that night was decent. Mm-hmm. I think it was Memorial Central. Does that? Yeah. Well, yeah. It, if it's a game that means something to. If it's your buddies over there on the other side, same way with St. Joe Marion. St. Joe won't get students to show up for anything unless you say we're playing Marion. They show and up then they're there. We talked about Marion beating St. Joe. Uh, Northwood avenged a loss in the regular season. They beat Fairfield last night. Ben Vincent, a big night for Northwood, as we said he would need to have in order for them to win. And so now Northwood takes on Tippecanoe Valley on Friday night. West Noble, the other winner at Wawasee last night. And West Noble will play the host school, Wawasee, on Friday night. And in 2A, Westview, once again, very impressive in beating Central Noble last night. Charlie Yoder with 25 points for the Warriors. And everything is pointing towards a possible Westview-LaVille showdown in the championship game. Those teams both ranked in the top 10 of Class 2A. But the problem for LaVille is they have to deal with Prairie Heights, which may be one of the most improved teams in the state of Indiana this year, at least in terms of wins and losses. And Prairie Heights with a win last night, 60-43 to over Bremen. So high school basketball, big games tonight on both sides of the state line because the Michigan tournament is underway as well. So Benton Harbor ranked number one up there. They'll be in action tonight against Buchanan, uh, Coloma, We'll play tonight, so should be a should be a fun night of high school basketball. Sports Jack! Now to college basketball. And Indiana fans have to be delighted that they can finally celebrate a win today because Romeo Langford did Romeo Langford type things, and he scored the game winning basket last night and Indiana in double overtime beats Wisconsin. 75-73, Langford scores the game-winning layup with .7 seconds left in double OT. And the Hoosiers only win for the second time in their last 12 games, but at this point, a win's a win. You what? Did you see any of that game? I did not. Okay. And then you hear stats like this, and you're like, okay, where have you been the rest of the season? But yet you play, you know, it's like these. there's just certain games. All of a sudden, you're on fire for a night, and then it gets doused for the next 10 games. Well, I think playing at home helps. Yeah. I I think Archie Miller is trying to light a fire under his young team. And you have to remember this is still, and I, and I don't want to use their youth as an excuse because people talk about Langford as a potential NBA lottery pick. So it doesn't matter if you're young or not. If you're supposed to be that good, you should be able to carry the load a little bit better than he has this year. But to be honest, Romeo doesn't always play with fire and intensity. Last night, from all accounts, it seems like he did. What do you think about a high school player going right into the NBA? I I don't think it's the best move, but I don't think there should be any rules against it. Okay. I I think there are times when there, and 
we've seen evidence of that with LeBron, with Kobe, where there are players who are ready for that. But I think most players are not, and they fool themselves if they think that they are. Go live some life. Go get some more education. Absolutely. You know, get some discipline get under bigger, your belt. Get bigger, get stronger. Yeah. Purdue plays tonight. Purdue plays Illinois tonight. Purdue still very much in contention for the Big Ten title. They sit a half game behind Michigan State for first place in the conference. And Purdue has not been beaten at Mackey Arena this year. This game is at Mackey Arena. Illinois is among the dregs of the conference. This should not be a problem for the Boilermakers. Now, that doesn't mean that Illinois is not going to scratch and fight and claw and try to make it difficult. But honestly, folks, this should be an easy double-digit win for Purdue tonight. You want to talk about that Duke loss? Yeah, uh, not surprising because Virginia Tech, a, a team that came in here and struggled at Purcell Pavilion but still beat Notre Dame, uh, much different animal at home, and they've got a good coach in Buzz Williams, and Duke's still playing without Zion Williamson after the big shoe blowout. And if you didn't think Zion Williamson was important to the team, you're gravely mistaken. And so Virginia Tech wins at 77-72, and and Virginia Tech has a pretty solid history of upsetting Duke when they play in Blacksburg. So that result didn't really shock me all that much last night. Sports Yak! Sports Yak. Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. The second K is silent. Right around the corner is spring football. The Irish begin their spring drills on Saturday over at Notre Dame, and they have set the date now of April 13th for the blue-gold game. And, you know, plenty to work on for this Irish team as they get ready for next season. They've got a lot of holes to fill. Uh, linebacker would be a huge thing that – Brian Kelly has to find an answer to. I think he's got to find some answers both with his running backs and with his receiving core. His offensive line, yes, they lose Sam Mustafer. Yes, they lose Alex Bars, but they had lost Alex Bars during the season. They replaced him. Center is the biggest thing that they have to look at on the offensive line, and I imagine they'll just move Trevor Ruland there. Uh, cornerback, too, they've got some holes to fill. Obviously, you lose Julian Love. Now Troy Pride Jr. is your best cornerback, but we saw against Clemson what happened when Julian Love was off the field and how the Tigers were able to move the ball in that bowl game. So you've got to find some answers at cornerback as well. So to me, cornerback, linebackers, interior of the defensive line. You've got good pass rushers on the outside. Can you find some good big men in the middle to help you stop the run game of other teams? Okay, And then on offense... You know, Ian Book has had a year under his belt, but here's the problem with Brian Kelly quarterbacks is they have not necessarily improved in year two from year one. So if Ian Book doesn't improve, does that open the door for Phil Jerkovic to come in and take over a quarterback? Jerkovic certainly the solid number two behind Book this year. And then who's going to carry the football and who are going to be your answers as receivers? Okay, Chase Claypool is back, and he's a veteran. You've got some speed guys that didn't really see all that much time last year. How much of a threat are they going to make for this Notre Dame football team too? So lots of things to 
keep an eye on during the spring as as much as you can. And obviously, they're not going to show you a whole lot in the blue-gold game. I mean, we're probably not going to know much about this team in reality until they start playing games in September. But spring football does give you something to talk about. And I will say, if they're practicing, then you can talk about them. Good morning again, guys. This is Derek from Big and Tall Outlet. I wanted to make you aware that we are your home for exclusive South Bend Cubs big men's apparel. We have South Bend Cubs t-shirts, short sleeve and long sleeve, starting at about a 3X all the way up to an 8X in assorted sizes. And then that also includes 2X tall and 3X tall. These range in prices from $15 to $20, but these shirts are exclusive to our store only. These aren't available at the South Bend Cubs team store, but through a partnership with them, um, the wonderful folks at the South Bend Cubs team store, uh, we're able to offer you guys big and tall South Bend Cubs team apparel and exclusively available here. Some of these are available on our website, bigandtalloutlet.com. But if you needed to place a phone order, you can always give us a call at 574-293-0111. Just wanted to let you guys know that we do have South Bend Cubs team apparel available in big men's sizes exclusively at Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. Thanks, guys. You have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you next time. Spring training baseball. Where's Bryce Harper going to be? That That's the big question that everybody continues to debate. Apparently, the Dodgers have made a big offer. Pretty healthy uh, number, but of, right? for a short-term contract. Oh, okay. So if Harper wants a longer-term contract, I mean, you would think that if he were going to sign with the Phillies, he would have done that by now because that offer has been sitting there for a long, long time. Hmm. And it sounds like Bryce Harper wants to play out west. So it's basically, do you take a longer-term offer with the Giants in what is not necessarily a homer-friendly park, or do you take a shorter-term deal with the Dodgers and try free agency again in three years? But the question, if, if you're a player right now, the question you have to ask yourself is, what is the major league landscape going to look like in three years? Because the existing agreement between the owners and the players expires, I believe, in 2021. And there is lots of talk that there could be another baseball strike in 2021 oh boy. because the owners and the players seem that far apart. So if you're Harper and you take the shorter-term deal now, you have no idea of what it might look like in 2022 mm-hmm. when your offer would come up. And that could be a little bit scary for him and his agent, Scott Boris. To me, that's that's the big question overriding spring training right now. There has also been talk, Corey, about having a pitch clock in Major League Baseball. I've been hearing about this. To try to move things along in the game. But now it looks like that's going to get scuttled until the next agreement in 2022 because they can't come up with a way of, okay, when do we start it? When do we stop it? The players' union just doesn't seem to be able to come to agreement with owners as to how this should be instituted. Explain it to me like I'm five. If this season, here comes the MLB play clock. Well, they've they've used it somewhat in the minor leagues. Okay. So the the first first pitch of the game is over. Ball comes back to the pitcher. As soon as it comes back to the pitcher, the clock should reset for either 20 or 25 seconds, whatever they decide. 
and the next pitch has to be thrown in that amount of time. If it isn't. If it isn't, it's up to the determination of the umpire as to who caused the delay. If the pitcher's standing on the rubber, but the batter is waiting, 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 that would be a strike. If the batter's in the box, but the pitcher is fidgeting and doing all kinds of stuff and shaking off signs, then that would be on the pitcher. And the discipline for it being on the pitcher will be? A ball. A ball. Mm-hmm. So get the get the game moving quicker. Right. Okay. Which I'm all for because Major League Baseball games are starting to take too long. When we were kids, average game was about two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Now it's well over three. And you think that, you know, a combination of advertising dollars. Well, that has and... something to do with it, too. I mean, Major League Baseball can't put all the onus on the players on this. Yeah. They've extended the breaks between innings. They used to be a minute and a half. Now they're two. Mm-hmm. And actually, they're 220. So that's 50 seconds or basically a minute 18 times a game. Well, there's 18 minutes right there. Yeah. That you're tacking on to the game. What's the uh, practice count real quick when a new pitcher comes in? Like nine throws? Uh, seven. Seven? Seven. Okay. Speaking of uh, baseball, let me hover around here for a moment. Okay. Uh, tweet this morning. I read Tom Brady's rookie card went for $400,000 in an auction recently. Mm-hmm. You got a baseball card collection. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it probably pales in comparison to some of our listeners, but... Uh, when I was a kid, back in the early 70s, mm-hmm. uh, you, could, you could walk down to, we had a Barton's about four blocks from our house. And whenever we went to the grocery store, my dad would give me a dime or maybe two dimes and let me buy a couple of packs of baseball cards. You would get 10 cards and this little sheet of gum in there that was hard as a rock. And Only because I think you remember this. Name brand of the card? Tops. You were oh, Tops. Oh, Tops cards. Okay. Yeah. Now, later companies like Fleer and Donruss would come out. Mm-hmm. But Tops cards. Um, the 1970 cards were had a gray border with black cursive writing of the player's name, and up in the upper left-hand corner would in yellow, they would have the team name. And then on the back was... Uh, blue and yellow, little little cartoon type thing that you know. Ted in the off season sells insurance, mm-hmm. and then would give all of the stats of the player yes. on the back. Uh, and then the card designs would change every year. So seventy one, and I can I can look at a card from the early seventies. I can look at the design and tell you what year it was, just because that was that much a part of my life back then. My brother had a friend, Doug Hahn, who collected cards. And when he graduated from high school, he didn't want his collection anymore. So he brought it over in a couple of duffel bags and said, here you go. And they weren't necessarily arranged in any kind of order. How excited were you? Do you oh, remember? Thrilled. You were thrilled. thrilled. He just handed them over. There yeah. was no, you know, you do this and then you get these. He knew He knew I was collecting and so. Okay going to say like around 72 or so. How old are you? Seven. Seven years say. old. And uh, so Doug brings over these cards, and I'm I'm thrilled. And uh, wound up going through the cards, and I have them now in little file. I have two three-drawer two, three 
little like index card files okay. in my closet with baseball cards in there. And uh, because I was this kind of nerdy, anal kid, I alphabetized them and also um, marked you know what players I had for what year. So, for instance, I might have uh, Ken Aspromonte from 1959, 1962, and 1964. And so I've marked that on my little chart, and then you go down, you know. And obviously, it's the beauty of it is if you do it alphabetically, Hank Aaron AA is the first player on the list. So all of my Hank Aaron cards are. So all your cards were alphabetical, or did you break them into teams as well? Oh, no, I did it alphabetically because sometimes guys get traded. Yes. So, you know, Bob Aspromati might have been playing for the Red Sox one year and then the Mets another year. Okay. And so you, I don't want, you know, I want to know all the Bob Aspromonte cards that I have or the Ted Abernathy cards that I have. Let's say I come over for a tasty beverage and you disappear into the closet of retro. You come out. Do you have a prized possession that you would show me to go, hey, look at what I have here? I've actually taken those out of the file cabinet. Oh. And stored those somewhere else but they are they are home okay um and i would probably go up and get those and then we'd have to look up i know i know you like to assess these things for value because you were telling me about a comic book story earlier today mm-hmm. your friend yeah he found uh, an amazing fantasy number 15 first appearance of spider-man went for seven thousand dollars you know and uh, obviously we've all heard of baseball cards now, I don't think I've got any of these baseball cards that go for astronomical amounts. But for me, it's also, if you haven't picked up on this on the show, even with the references at the beginning of the show today, there's a nostalgic side of me. Yes. And this, when I look at these cards, it takes me back to this Oh, I love it. lovely nostalgic era. Mm-hmm. Uh, so none of the boys were ever interested uh, or... None of them wanted to collect them. First of all, cards cost much, much more today. Yes. Not that many places carry the individual packs mm-hmm. like they used to. And then um, there's a lot of people who are into just, I'm going to purchase the 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 whole set. Yeah, I remember seeing the 2016 Cubs right. World I, Series. I, but I'm going to purchase the whole set of tops. Like, oh, yes. Okay, z- I see what you mean. So, you know, I've got everything from $1 to $7.99 okay. on here. And to me, that takes away the thrill of it. Mm-hmm. To me, the thrill of it was, gee, could I get the whole set? And, of course, you get duplicates. Oh, my gosh, it's Jack Aker again, you know. So did you have some neighborhood buddies that you would trade with? Not that many. That When I got to middle school, there were some other kids that I found that collected, and we traded a little bit. Okay. And I probably was not a I, – I know I'm not, a, I'm not a good negotiator, so I was not good with the trades that I made. All right. Are you ready for a super left turn on the program? This ought to be interesting. Last night during the game. I'm watching uh, our mutual friend Sean Styers take a break from okay. calling the first game, calling the second game. He gave me a little push online this morning. Hey, how come he didn't come say hi? But I'm watching him do his routine. Mm-hmm. And he's got a couple things in front of him that he does or whatnot. Uh, pause that story. About a week ago, you and I, off mic, were kind of 
comically teasing about Chuck Freebie's sportscaster camp. Sure. Yeah. I think it'd be a phenomenal idea. I don't know how we get it into fruition, but I think it would be great. What do you think about this? We do this three times a week. One of these days, let's say on a Friday, we do Chuck Freebie's sportscaster camp on this podcast. And you give us one lesson, one piece of advice, or something about this profession that you've been in for so many years. Why you've made it to the Hall of Fame. You must be doing something right. Something to start passing along. How would you feel about that? I suppose we could do it. I don't know how interesting it would be to the Sports Jack listener. It's interesting to you. I don't know about the listener. If it's interesting to me, it's interesting to others. Because here's what I know about Chuck Freebie. You are better worth knowing than being known. I don't understand that. You're better worth knowing than being known. Like, oh, I know who Chuck Freebie is, but if you know who he is and there's a relationship, whether it be through a podcast and the advice you give or a friendship like you and I have, that's the better deal. Okay. So when you're passing along the wisdom that's up in that Shiny head of yours. <laughs> it's shiny, all right. Good yeah. shine today. Yeah. Oh, I boy. think that would be fascinating. All right. We can we can try it, and then you, the maniacs, you help control <laughs> this, okay? If Maniacs, if, if we're getting too far into the weeds on this stuff, and you just say, this is not what I want from this show, mm-hmm. please, please let us know. I don't mind constructive criticism. Uh-huh. I really appreciate destructive criticism. No. <laughs> By the way, I know you're a, a Weezer fan. I enjoy a good Weezer. Did you happen to hear what happened with Weezer last night on Jimmy Fallon? No. What happened? Hang on a second. Let me get it in front of us here. I think you'll enjoy this. Ooh, I look just like Buddy Hobby. So that's Jimmy and Weezer. Right. <laughs> Dressed up as a barbershop quartet. <laughs> That's pretty good. How about that? What what are those what do those jackets remind me of? Is it fruit chew? Juicy fruit. Juicy fruit. Yeah. Or uh what was, was Juicy Fruit a had a con- Yeah. Juicy Fruit had a con- beach uh beach nut. Beach nut? Beach nut fruit stripe. <laughs> Again, we go into the Wayback Machine. <laughs> this show we appreciate Big and Tall Outlet sponsoring this show, but it also should be sponsored by Sherman and Peabody because we go back into the Wayback Machine on just about every show. Okay, Sherman, fire up the Wayback Machine. Hopefully the maniacs approve. Please leave us comments. Let us know what you think of the show. That's right. On Twitter, Sports Yak with two Ks. On Instagram with two Ks. The Sports Yak with two Ks at gmail.com. I feel a wave, a rush of interest in Chuck Freebie's sportscaster camp. I think there's more of a rush of interest in high school basketball, and I'd much rather talk about that. (laughs) That's our show for today. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet. 
because big guys gotta look good too. Sports Yak is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This is Jimmy Shorts. Until next time, sports fans. That's good. Hold fast. To everyone that's hurting. I, I, I. To those who've had enough. I, I, I. To all those undeserving. I, I, I. That you cover all of us. Please don't let go. I promise there is hope. Hold fast. Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.